0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series joining you every weekday morning 10am UK time very happy to be joined by Bailey how you doing mate you good you well yeah I'm all
1: good TC how are you mate?
0: Yeah, not bad, not too shabby. Of course, this is our first catch up since the weekend's events. We pulled off a victory, unfortunately, couldn't pull off uh, a miracle with the aid of Norwich, who just capit- capitulated. Basically, you know, they didn't help us out whatsoever, and uh, it wasn't entirely surprising. But how are you feeling, Bailey, after the season's now concluded?
1: I accepted defeat with the top four straight after the Newcastle game, so I weren't too disappointed. I was just like, let's just get this over and done with so we can focus on next season i've had enough of champions league talk the pressure the fatigue got to me even talking about it so much and focusing on it so much that we needed a break now so now we've got to focus on transfers and and the team for next season that was my first thought let's just look ahead rather than looking backwards
0: yeah, uh, we are going to look backwards a little bit, um, of course, to some of the stuff that happened um, and, of course, get some of your thoughts and feelings in the chat, boys. Good morning to everybody that's joining us this morning. As always, please make sure that you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new or not. Marcus says, I've already burnt my Delia Smith cookbooks after that Norwich defeat. Well, at least you won't have to worry about Norwich being in the Premier League next season. Uh, if that's any kind of silver lining, I know that it probably isn't. Um, but uh, at least you won't have to worry about that. Speaking of missing out on Champions League football, Bailey, how much of an impact do you think this will have on Arsenal's transfer plans this summer?
1: It depends. I think if we are... It depends how many players we're looking to sign and who we're looking to sign. I think we've already been doing work behind the scenes which on players like Gabriel Jesus and Yuri Tudemans, which I don't think will affect our transfer dealings. But if we want mm. to be more reactive... For example, if something pops up in a chance window, for example, let's just say pff, Raheem Sterling wants to leave, he confirms it. Us getting to his signature will be harder, for example, than club like Tottenham or club like Chelsea coming in for him for his services. That will make it difficult. So if we want to really put our statement and be reactive late in the chance window, I think it will have an effect. But the chances we've already been working on behind the scenes where, of course, we've already speaking, spoken to Gabriel J. Seuss's camp, Thierry Mendes's camp as well, where I think we've almost sold the project already. I don't think it mattered for Europa League, but as I said, transfers that could pop up late in the window or here and around that, that suddenly could interest Arteta could be difficult if other clubs are also vying for the same signature and they're playing Champions League football.
0: Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think that there are players like Gabriel Jesus, like Tillemans, who for them, Europa League football wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker. Um, and it does seem like they're still gettable targets, despite the fact that we're not in the top four next season, which is obviously a positive. But there are going to be players out there, probably the likes of Darwin Nunez, Lautaro Martinez, possibly that won't necessarily be as forthcoming to play outside of Europe, especially considering their teams that they're currently at will be playing in Champions League next yeah um but obviously it makes the transfer window that much more interesting for Arsenal about what kind of deals that we expect to kind of go down and what we expect to happen. Do you still think the striker position is is kind of the main point of contention for Arsenal in terms of what you think they're going to be pressing to to secure the most quality in?
1: Absolutely. I think that is clear. Um the statistics say it you <laughs> looking at the naked eye it says it as well how badly we need a striker and I think that is should be the Perry Arteta hasn't signed the forward since since becoming manager of the club, and I think it's now time to adjust the attacking attacking department. We've addressed the defence the midfield that still needs uh, sharpening, but the striker composition is an absolute certainty. I think Lacazette is gone. I don't believe Enketo will stay, but even if he did stay, a striker is uh, is a necessity.
0: Yeah, uh, do you think Gabriel Jesus is the right pick? Because that's according to the Athletic this morning. Are there are he's our number one target
1: now. I think he is. I did have my doubt simply because it did worry me uh, how City have completely disregarded Jésus as a striker. Mm. I think even players in the interviews, I remember Phil Foden a couple of weeks ago saying we haven't had a striker in the squad, so now having Harland in the team is great. That did Mm. worry me a little bit because I'm thinking, hold on, Gabriel (laughs) Jésus is right there and we're about to pay 50 million to solve our issues and we haven't had a striker. That did worry me, but Mm. he scored a lot of goals this season. He's played up front for Brazil. I think we've got to trust it. I think Arteta knows him as a player. I think Jesus knows Arteta as well. They have a good record. Jesus is scoring more goals when Arteta was coach at Manchester City. So I think it will work. I'm happy about Jesus. I, I trust him to, to to lead the team forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other one, as I mentioned before, is is Tillemans, the, the central midfielder. Is he the, a person kind of as a number one central midfield target that you wanted to see us go for?
1: For me, I've had... If he comes to the club, of course I'm going to I'm going to support him. Of course, how could you not? However, I have had my doubts about Menz. I am not the most optimistic or excited mm. about his signing because I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of cons about him. I've seen his defensive liability. His mobility also worries me. I think it's similar to Shaka having Shaka and Thielenz in the midfield. I can't see that working simply because they are too immobile in the midfield. Party will have to do a lot. I don't know. If I'm if I'm a fan of that. So we'll see. about 25 million, of course, he's he's, he's played in the Champions League. He captained Andelect at 16 years old. He played, went to Monaco. He got worst player of the He got into flop of the season. But again, that was that highlights his mentality that he was able to overcome that come to Leicester City and now suddenly become one of the, one of the Premier League's most promising midfielders again. So I think Tierleman's for 25 million, it is a good deal. It is a good signing. I just have my doubts about him.
0: Fair enough. Um, Look, I think Tillemans this season obviously has been a player with his mind elsewhere and he's not necessarily been able to fully focus on, on what he may have achieved, say, at Arsenal with that full commitment to the team, knowing that these contract talks are going on behind the scenes can have a mental impact. Do you want a player that's affected by that kind of thing? That's perhaps an argument that we need to have as well, but what we do know is that he's a quality central midfielder still, you know, that he provides so much to Leicester has taken them to a position, you know, where they've won that FA cup and qualified for Europe before using him as a, as a key part of the central midfield and only looks to be getting better. So, in terms of the possibility of signing a Premier League quality central midfielder, Tielemans definitely falls into that bracket and could be available for as little as twenty-five million pounds, which would be, you know, in my move in my mind, you know, a pretty savvy and business savvy piece of business. So we'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen with that. Being pointed in the direction though towards the athletics kind of uh, breakdown of Arsenal's transfer window, and a name that has come up again is is Adam Plozek of Spar- I think Sparta Prague. Uh, he's been linked to Arsenal in the past. I think he was linked actually a couple of years ago, and he was only seventeen years of age nothing happened by Leverkusen look more likely to get him in and we look close to getting in that Marquinhos deal as well do you kind of expect these types of deals still to be taking place despite we having such a high number of young players do you still think we'll move for these types of 19 20 year olds
1: I still think so I think um it's natural now in Arsenal's process to sign young players to build them up for the future. I know Adam Cholcek as well. I've heard a lot about him, about mm. his potential. He's got he's got a very high ceiling. I believe he can play a striker on the wing or even behind the striker. So he is quite versatile in his positioning. So if a good player like that becomes available, you're going to sign him regardless of who you have at the club. I think it's important to to sign those players because you need to build for the future at the end of the day. And if if, if a young young is available, who's better than young players who are already at the club, then why are you not going to go for it? That would be a a big miss.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Um, The other kind of question I want to ask before we go to some questions in the chat box was about a surprise position that you think we might go for that no one's really talking about. All the focus is on fullback and centre midfield and striker, but is there a position that you think may surprise people that we end up going for?
1: Possibly centre-back, you know. I Mm. think... The centre back position could be could be one because we don't, firstly we don't know what is going to happen with William Saliba. Mm. Um, recent reports have ride me a little bit. I know some headlines have been taken out of context. I must say, but it's some other sources as well saying that Saliba is unsure about his future. So we'll see with that. But even if Saliba does stay, I believe we should be signing a 4th centre back. I think we're Holding. This time at Arsenal, I think it's coming to an end. I think I'd like to see him move uh, on now. And I think we should bring in a centre-back regardless. But again, the full-back position, centre midfield and strikers must be addressed first. But watch out for the centre-back position, that's what I'd say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, we should. Um, The centre-back position, I think, maybe is more of an experienced figure we should look to. I've talked about Khalidou Koulibaly at at Napoli. You know, one year left on his deal, available for around £25 million. Supposedly, he could be a really sensible option to to be as kind of a a focal point for those young defenders coming through. And, I mean, Gabriel, you know, linked to Juventus. Is he going to leave? We'll have to wait and see. I don't think he will. I think this is certainly kind of one of those classic he's getting into a position where a new contract is going to need to be offered and, and these types of things see those uh, deals push through a lot faster. Let's uh, jump into the chat box and go through some of your questions. Simon says, do you uh, do you think the owners have a financial strategy of mediocrity to maximize income versus expenditure? Champions League equals big players with big prices and wages, which outweighs the Champions League income. Basically asking, is there any kind of conspiracy around us you know, not getting the Champions League, which means we don't have to spend big uh, on big players. Do you th-
1: is there any weight in that at all, Bailey? No, not at all. Not at all. I think you play football to, to get the best prizes. I don't think you can go into a match saying, okay, boys, look, we don't want to maximize our, we don't want to, we don't want to, f- uh, stre- financially stretch ourselves. So let's not win this game today and then we'll focus yeah. on the next. I don't think that's possible. So I'd say no. Yeah.
0: yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think there's any... <laughs> I, think... I know that we don't want to like all that much and, you know, we've got our worries, but I think that takes it to another level. Uh, Max says, Tom, this is a question for you. Why don't you rate Ozymen highly enough? Schick is a great player, but you have to admit Ozymen is a better player, has a better goal expectancy, is younger, faster. Well, I don't talk about expectancy, mate. I talk about goals. And if we're going to talk about goals... You just have to look at the goal record for both players to see why Schick is so much better than Victor Ozymen. Oh, What a player who's in his 26. Younger doesn't mean much to me. We've had younger players this season that ultimately have led to bottling you know, a top-four race because they haven't got that experience. I want a 26-year-old forward that the strikers and the players around them can look towards for that inspiration, for that consistency, and I actually would much rather see patrick schick arrived and you could get him for significantly less than what you'd have to pay in napoli to get ozzyman 100 million quid are you mad no chance not a chance i see i see you nodding along though bailey go on
1: i'm paying i would pay that money for steven he is 55
0: million for schick or 100, 100 million, million. For i'm taking
1: ozzyman i'm taking ozzyman i am taking ozzyman schick has shown me enough that he would not succeed at Arsenal. like what like what He's had two spells at two clubs where he hasn't No, let's not talk about that's, the past, let's talk about the here and now. Team. What's he no, done Because this he needs to find a team that is perfect for him. Whenever he comes to Arsenal suddenly we don't play to his strengths or 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 it's not in his favour, I think he needs everything to go in his way. Or Simhan has got the ability where he can adapt. He's a complete, complete forward. He can do everything and he, is, he will take Arsenal to that next level, I promise you.
0: You promised me. Promise you. <laughs> well, they both played 27 league games. Ozilman has uh, 14 goals, while yeah. Schick has 24. Uh, 10 more goals, and yet you'd pay 45 more million Absolutely. pounds to bring him into the team wow that is commitment uh mark says thinking about going forward is our first 11 good enough to compete with city and liverpool etc if not who needs to be replaced to bring us up to that level? i think we all know mark that it's not um specifically though which players do you think would stay in a starting 11 to compete with those teams
1: i think we city in liverpool they're so far ahead that it's hard to it's literally probably only a couple of players in arsenal who i reckon could could compete. I, I point at Thomas Party, Akayu mm. Saka. And that that's probably that's probably it. I think we really? would actually get into City and Liverpool or compete with them. But I think at the moment we're nowhere near that level. I think we need to fourth, third, City and Liverpool. Fair enough.
0: Um, Marcus says, did you see the BBC report that if Chelsea's ownership is not resolved this month, then Arsenal could replace them in the Champions League? There's no point getting your hopes up about that, Marcus. <laughs> it's just not going <laughs> to happen. It's just not going to happen. Stevie says, Tom, would you consider Calvert-Lewin if our striker targets won't come? No. Just, I I just don't see enough in Calvert-Lewin anymore. Um, you know, in the summer, last summer, last summer, I would have been more open to it. I think there was a chance that maybe coming into the Arsenal team, you know, who knows if the injuries would have happened or not. We don't know. But uh, I think there was a chance to, to do the move then, but not now. It's uh, I think there are just too many targets that are higher uh, than Calvert-Lewin. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. I think this season has shown to me again, yeah, that he. I don't think he would take Arsenal to uh, the next level. I think he's still got a lot of learning to do as a striker himself. And I don't think that's the type of player we should be bringing to into the club at the moment.
0: Uh, Albrecht says do we sign any English players to add to the homegrown quota I don't think we need to um, you know the number of non-homegrown players we have is of a reasonable amount especially considering players like Leno and Lacazette are going to be moving on um, you'd expect so in the summer so no we're not going to have that issue um, whatsoever but it's certainly something I'm going to do a little bit more digging into I about it's in, how this is Lieber
1: and uh, Martinelli as well, we'll yeah, they both
0: count as homegrown yeah. next season yeah it's straight. people talk about homegrown with this obsession it's actually the non-homegrown players you need to focus on not the homegrown players because that's the quota um very easy to get them mixed up um Max says Bailey this is for you seems like we think alike what do you think about Savic of Lazio in midfields
1: no thank you I know TC is a big admirer of Malinkovic Savic but for me no thank you I think he's had a lot of game time in his series now he's almost reminded me of um the napoli captain the name's uh, Hamshik i think he's made for Syria. a i don't think he'll i don't think he will succeed in the premier league he's been linked with a move but a move has never happened if he was really <laughs> the real deal i think he would have moved by now it's been years in the making <sighs> and i think the time's passed so let him stay in Syria. i i'd honestly if you choose between me renato sanchez and oh, I'd, no no surely I'd renato not. sanchez i am not to malinkovic savic or, or renato, renato really renato sanchez yeah oh, my goodness i man. have more faith
0: Oh my goodness me, that is uh special. That's special. That is, that's <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable scene. So leave a comment in the comment section below. Who would you prefer Milinkovic Savic or Renato Sanchez? Who would you prefer? World class Serbian midfielder playing for Lazio? Or a guy that can't play that often? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It's an easy pick for me. Um, James says, have you guys seen the most recent reports from the Athletic? Yes, we have. And we're not surprised that a centre-back is on the radar at all. To be honest, Pablo Marie is going to move on and we haven't got any other left-footed centre-backs. Saliba can play there. But he isn't left-footed, and I think Arteta prefers having a left-footed player in that position. Mark says, "Is a versatile player who can cover multiple positions actually a good thing? We have that with cha- we have had that with Chambers and Maitland-Niles, but they have never nailed down their positions in the team. I, I still think that it is, especially if a player is good enough. If you look at Joel Cancelo, for instance, uh, Manchester City being able to play on either side, and you know being able to play on either flank and starting is is really strong for them. So when you see players like Aaron Hickey, for instance." who's good enough to play in both right or left back and has really got that high level of potential to play and start over the likes of Nuno Tavares and Cedric and maybe even Tommy Asu in the future if we move in more centrally, I think that there's potential there. What do you think about that?
1: For me, I think yes, but not too much of it. I think it's good to have uh, like two players in the squad who can do that. I think you have too many of those type of players. It, it disrupts the quality of the team and and the focus. I think, I think of Liverpool, they had James Milner, of course, who... Now he's again on the bit, but before he would cover, cover right back, left back, or the central midfield position, and I think that was one of the only players who could do that. I think mm-hmm. it's only, it's good to have a couple of those players who can always fill in whenever wherever you need, but too much of that is not good.
0: Absolutely. Um, We're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. You're going to have plenty of content from us this week, looking back, of course, at the season, looking at some player ratings, big moments, and then looking ahead to the transfer window. We've got international football coming up still. There's still not an end to football, despite the fact the season has finished. There'll be plenty of Arsenal players, we're sure, away with their national size that will give us more football to watch and, of course, talk about and the transfer window itself. But, Bailey, thank you so much for coming on the show, as always. Appreciate
1: your time. Thank you, TC, as always, and guys in the comment section, too. Absolutely. Make sure
0: you drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.